Do you like birds? Do you like knowledge? Well, my friend, you find yourself in the right place. Welcome to Blurbs, a podcast about birds. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Matt, bird enthusiast from New Zealand. Let's get into it. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. To start us off today, there is some very exciting news for myself and the Blurbs podcast. We have received our first patron, Matthew, or as I know him on Instagram, the Wee Nut Hatch. Thank you very much, my friend. Your support means everything and has started me on the journey towards my goal of making this podcast a part-time job. If you'd also like to help out, head along to patreon.com forward slash blurbs 439. For the price of one bougie coffee per month, you'd be helping to keep blurbs going and I would be very grateful. Now, on with the show. Da da ba An epiphany. That's the best way I can think to describe my deep dive into the world of birding over the last couple of years. Although it feels obvious now, at the beginning it felt like I had been hit by a truck. A big, metaphorical truck filled with peace, joy and direction that I had been missing in my life. And it got me thinking, what research is out there regarding the mental health benefits of birding, and what factors contribute to this? These are the topics being tackled today. We are living in a world that is becoming increasingly disconnected from nature due to the prevalence of more urbanised and sedentary lifestyles. In the literature, I found a great term for this, the extinction of experience. And it is through reviving this connection that there is the potential for broader changes, like a reduction in anxiety and stress levels, to more specific benefits, such as improving attention. Now, you might be saying, Matt, these effects could come from nature in general, not just from birds specifically. And you wouldn't be wrong in thinking this. However, the impact of seeing and or hearing birds seems to be somewhat independent and in excess of this more general effect. For instance, mental well-being is measured by a rating of how confident, relaxed, happy, connected and energetic someone feels has been shown to be boosted to a greater degree by seeing or hearing birds in an outdoor compared with indoor environment. However, this positive association remained significant even after controlling for factors such as whether trees or plants could be seen or whether water could be heard or seen. Adding weight to this effect was the finding that the benefit was present even for those with a diagnosis of depression. Furthermore, a birding walk carried out in Poland during the COVID-19 pandemic improved participants' report of energy and attention, even though it was undertaken in 4 degrees Celsius weather which is certainly not the most hospitable of outdoor conditions, and so mitigates a lot of the positive effect that we would expect from just being outside. <laughs> that rhymed. These results suggest that the birding probably had something to do with it. Now we come to another question. If the benefits of birding are not just about being outside and interacting with all nature, is it explained by the physical activity? that it often takes to bird. And while there's no doubt 
that physical activity is another avenue to boost our mental well-being, I would say that just like in the case of nature, there is evidence to say that the effect of birds here is additional to that gained from physical activity or exercise alone. Case in point, even viewing birds at a garden bird feeder has been associated with improved mental well-being. This will often take place at someone's home and is essentially a sedentary activity. So, we've established that, while certainly multifactored, seeing and hearing birds can give us the positive feels. So what is it about birding that is important for this benefit? There were four main factors I could find in the literature that we will be discussing. These are abundance, i.e. the amount of birds, species richness, i.e. the amount of different types of birds, specialization, or in other words, how hardcore of a birder one is, and the gender of the birder, and how this may influence the approach and what is taken away from the activity. A 2022 study that looked at the impact of commitment to birding and psychological effects found that out of the three variables used to define commitment, these being behaviour, i.e. the time spent birding in total and over a year, skills and knowledge in identifying birds, and importance measured through questions gauging how central the activity of birding was to one's life, found that it was only this last variable that was correlated with greater psychological restoration effects. If you're wondering, psychological restoration was split into three facets, these being well-being, detachment, and experiencing freedom. Based on these results, it suggests that, rather than time spent or skill, the importance and positive associations placed on birds by the individual plays a key role in determining the benefit. Clearly, if somebody actively dislikes birds, for instance people suffering with ornithophobia or a fear of birds, they are not going to gain a positive benefit from birding. I don't know why anyone would dislike birds though. I mean, I even had a peacock scratch my face as a kid, and I still love them. A final note here is that in the study I mentioned that took place during the COVID-19 pandemic, the participants had no previous interest or experience in birding. Thus, we have some evidence that you don't have to be a bird enthusiast like me to get the goods, but it certainly seems to help. Now, on to arguably the most interesting part of the podcast, in my humble opinion. Which is more important, bird abundance or species richness? Well, for people living in urban neighbourhoods in England, it has been shown that greater bird abundance in the afternoon is correlated with reduced levels of depression, anxiety and stress. Interestingly, morning bird abundance and species richness in either the morning or afternoon were not correlated with these variables. Why does the morning versus afternoon matter? Well, bird surveys undertaken in the morning are more likely to reflect the true number and diversity of birds as this is a time of peak activity. Afternoon surveys, however, are likely to detect fewer birds but these are the ones that are out and about during more active times for humans, and hence they are more likely to cross paths. 
Thus, we have evidence that the perceived number of birds could be an important environmental factor for improving mental health. All is not lost for species richness, however. Part of the problem may be that it's easier to identify the number of birds than it is all the different types of species. So the true effect of species richness may be missed in studies like this. To address this problem, we can turn to methods that show either pictures or videos of varying numbers and species of bird and seeing which participants tended to prefer. In these types of setups, it is much easier for even a non-birder to accurately assess the diversity present as the birds are pictured next to each other for comparison. Results have shown that when controlling for abundance, lower levels of anxiety and greater levels of positive affect are experienced when participants are shown videos depicting a higher number of bird species versus a lower number. In another study, when shown pictures of either two, five or eight birds at a feeder, people reported they would rather see a mix of bird species rather than just one type. A quite telling stat was that there was a preference towards seeing five individuals of different species as opposed to eight individuals of one species. This indicates that species richness may be more important than total bird abundance. There was an exception to this trend, however, where participants preferred to see five birds of only one species versus two birds, each of a different species. Thus, species richness may technically be more important, but there is a threshold of abundance that must be passed first. A final influencing factor is that of gender. Here, we are talking about male and female gender as the social constructs that form our identity, rather than biological sex at birth. A 2015 study found that although there was no difference in measures of commitment or seriousness regarding birding between males and females, there did appear to be a difference in the style of and the rewards gained from birdwatching. Males gravitated more towards an accomplishment focus, and so reported benefit from being able to exhibit their skills, whereas females tended to benefit more from the personal enrichment and enjoyment that birding provided. Thus, building on the role of the importance placed on birding, and its effect on the degree of mental benefit, what facilitates this link likely differs between individuals. Due to their ubiquity, birds are one of the most accessible ways for us to interact with the natural world no matter where we live. As discussed today, they are a vector for improving our mental health in an increasingly stressful world. Yes, you probably have to at least like birds in the first place, but with over 10,000 species to choose from, surely there are types to suit most people. Get out there, get to know your local birds, explore diversity when you travel to new places, and I hope birding leaves you feeling really, really happy. As always, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. P.S. If you want to look at any of the studies that we talked about today, they're referenced in the show notes. Bye. Dee 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 dee.
blurbs.